Hey, everybody, welcome to part two of Wayne Williams and Atlanta Child Murders. What's up? Hey, holy cow. Man, are you sure nobody's outside watching you? You know what, I'm not, but you know what, I'm telling you, my time here in the States are fixing, my days are fixing to be numbered. I'm fixing to head to Costa Rica pretty quickly, I believe. I, I don't blame you. you but let's enough. jump into this before they shut us down again. Okay. Now, all right. <clears throat> As you said earlier, we had organs missing. We had satanic ritual elements. We've had yeah. murder. We've had celebrities. You know, you take all that together in Atlanta. Did we have multiple different groups doing this together? Or is it just kind of coincidence that all this kind of coincides together? You know, what, what I found in some of my work research stuff is that there is hints that that these or these groups was doing it on their own and they would come together uh-huh. that they would come together at certain points so so i do believe they was coming together and you know even before they went to trial you know the, the there was an agreement between the defense and the prosecution not to talk about the satanic stuff and to keep that out of the um the court the court stuff and that and that that to me that speaks volumes that they that was something that was a part of it they didn't want to get out well is it because I've heard and read a lot of people wrote, you know, stories and parts of books, and they all had their, you know, theory and thoughts behind it, that the FBI was also involved. And when you think about how Wayne Williams talked about being a junior CIA agent yeah. in the government, which is just, just wholly, like, mind-blowing to me. And then you had a lot of serious people and important people that could have been involved in these different clandestine groups. Well, well, if you want to look at this, you know, after the arrest of Wayne Williams, what the Atlanta police commissioner and the, the guy that, in Atlanta that handled the FBI agent that handled that mm-hmm. um, was both promoted and transferred out to Houston and Washington, D.C. So they took promotions after doing this. And I think when you look into that drug trade what the cia was doing i think that is very possible that the government was what did have a hand in some of this and was involved i'm not saying they was involved in some of the rituals but they was they did have a hand in, and, and i wouldn't be surprised if some of the people that was probably involved in in those government stuff was somehow tied to some of the rituals but not as a whole and and what's so funny to me is when they took all these promotions they all left atlanta georgia that that stood out to me. Did anybody stay in Atlanta? Not, not, those are the main ones that I found that that was um, that left. Yes, and there was a there was a, another gentleman, and, and they, like we said, we don't. I don't always prepare like I should, and I can't. His name kind of escapes yeah. me, but he was the one of the ones that was out promoting about the satanic rituals, about what was going on, really trying to get the. Uh, the word out about it and he was asked to leave atlanta and he did and he was in new york actually doing a press conference and talking about it and his son was murdered so he and so that 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 got him quiet after that so there 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 was things kind of tied to that at different points do do you think wayne williams was he a smooth talker was he was he a kind of in the in crowd smooth talker kind of a ladies man or was he more of a loner kind of a very quiet 
and more of a watcher kind of guy. What I've always heard about him that he was a super intelligent guy. He was a little creepy, but he was just way above intelligence of things. And he was involved in some, in some, in some, some organizations and different things like that. And he was out trying to promote and try to recruit different um, musicians and different things like that. And um, I think his group was Gemini. What he was trying to promote, create. I mean, he he was a he was a guy that was out, out round and about in the know. That was a big kiss up. Was involved in everything. Um, and was super smart and conceited. And 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 we're gonna go back to Gemini, right? He he was, you know, he was working on this. That was a big thing for him. Um, he seemed like a very intelligent man to me, and somebody that had a lot of things going for him. And it's really hard for me to put my head around. He would be caught over a splash in the water. Yes. Now, with that being said, we're. What did he actually even own a car? Because that's come up in a lot of different theories. As uh, did he have a car? Did he even own one? Whose car was that? It was actually his daddy's car, and um, it was it was actually in his dad's station wagon. And that's just me. I'm thinking right offhand. He was in his father's station wagon. Uh-huh. And, and, and just my opinion right now is that I really believe he was set up. You know, the FBI had a hunch that that they that the killer would throw the body off the bridge, and they stake they stake did the stake out and all that. I have a feeling that that Wayne Williams and the cult set him up to be the fall guy because he was such a bragger, such a talker, and just out there. There was rumors that his dad was involved in the cult, and I really think he was almost like the fall guy with this, and they set him up. D- do you believe he was getting too close to the truth in a way? Because uh, the Zodiac Atlanta letters come up. Yeah. Do you think that was all kind of made up? Or did that have anything to do with San Francisco at the time and the Zodiac killer and what was going on in Atlanta? And if you look at the Zodiac and you look at the band Gemini and you look at all the different, uh, you know, the signs are there. Yeah. The symbolism's there. The celebrity's there. Yes. Did he know too much? And maybe did he work for the government? And they said, you know, you know too much. You know, this is what, yes, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he was involved in the cult. And I think he possibly, he could have been easily um, an informant. And I think he actually knew too much and he was set up. And, you know, I'll tell you this. I believe the Zodiac was very much like the son of Sam mm-hmm. is that it was multiple people. It wasn't just one killer. It was multiple people doing it. And I think it's, it's tied to the process church and tied to some of the home churches that was in Atlanta. And you know what I wanted us to look at? I wanted us to figure, I wanted to follow the money. I wanted us to see if we could get copies of bank records and see if we could get any old case file. So that may be another project we start doing here within the next month because yeah, you he was a photographer, right? Uh, like yes. Kind of did it on the side. He really didn't have a full-time job. Or did he? I, I don't remember him having a, a big full-time job. You know, he, he, he was a talent scout, talent agent, and, and a photographer. That's what he did. And I think he had a radio show. He did like a radio. Oh, like like out of his house. Yeah, yeah, yes, out of his house. And that, and that's, and I'm just guessing. And you know, there was, you know, there was like three suspects that was also 
And um, one of them actually went to a minister and wanted to talk about this satanic cult. And I think they ended up committing him. Well, I think they ended up poisoning him and then committing yeah. him. And what's yeah. funny about that with that guy, man, I just, I just think that they got the wrong person. But yet, I think Wayne Williams is in the best place he could be right now. And what's another odd thing that's come up about this case since 1981, they reopened it last year. That's when we really, you know, when we were doing the shows last year, you know, we talked about it numerous times. It's odd that they opened it up, a full investigation, because do you think Atlanta's got doubts? Oh, I think Atlanta knows he didn't do it by himself. They know that everybody there knows that it was done by a cult, done, done by multiple people. I think that's common. That's common sense right now. I think that's common if you really look at it. I think that was Wayne Williams involved in some way, shape, or form. I think absolutely. Well, what, when is America going to find the truth? And I mean the real damn truth, because what's funny about us talking about last night's show and this night, you know, tonight, is the federal government is finally going to investigate Fort Hood and the military base over there. Yes. They're going to have just as many killings as we are in Montgomery this year. Yeah. That's a problem. I mean, that's a huge problem. It's, it's a damn... I've never in my life heard of a military installation having as many deaths as, as Fort Hood, Texas. And I, I think there's a lot of hands in the cookie jar with that, too. I think that, you know, there's a lot of players in the Atlanta child murders. But didn't Wayne Williams come out last year saying that he wanted to work with the authorities to really put this to rest? He did. He what did. What happened with that? I don't know. You know, HBO did the series and it's kind of been swept under the rug and hush hush since then. And, and the name I was trying to think of is Roy Anus. Enos, I-N-N-I-S. He was the head of Congress Racial Equality Corps. Uh-huh. And he was actually there in Atlanta at the time. And he was there bringing forth, talking about the um, about the occult connection. There being, um, about the black masses, the prostitution, the pornographic ring. He was bringing all that to light. And he was actually asked to leave Atlanta. And um, he held a press conference in New York. Uh, and and after the after the television interview, his son was shot to death by three people in New York just walking home. So that was like the thing that shut him up. But I mean, th- there has been numerous threats even during our time when we was going to work with a well-known psychic at the university there in Atlanta. I remember, there was there was a uh, threats made into the research and looking into this. I that, was just going to ask you: Have you ever yeah. been asked to leave Atlanta? <laughs> no, but you know, I've, I've you know what I, I can tell you: we we've left Atlanta. Before and at very high rate of speed, but yeah. I tell you that. But I think when we do go to Atlanta and do this stuff, we don't let many people know. No, we don't. I know somebody that did let everybody know, and he had a lot of problems that way the next week. Yeah, who was that? They they come to his door, knocked on his door. Oh, oh, that was actually that's correct. They did. Yeah. I completely forgot about yeah. that. Was working another case, and, yeah. I, and you know sometimes you can talk too much and reach out too far and flip too many stones you sometimes you'll flip the wrong stone and they'll let you know they did they did in that black caprice classic with tinted windows yes <laughs> you can't make this up guys you no. can't make this show up you can't make the um the stories and adventures that we've had throughout our lives um 
you know, I talked about earlier that you've got basically a book wrote. Are, yes. Are you got any plans here in the next couple of years to release it? Yeah, you know, I've got it. I just need to get on it. And, and, and it's, it, it's actually outlined all the way through. And it's just something I really need to, um, is there any, to get on it. Is there anything in it that is like so off the wall or really something that you truly believe in that's your thoughts and theories and research that's different from everything else like that you could find in the internet or you know what what i truly believe is that i, I believe that there all these cults are connected i think there's a connection yeah. and that's something that that's just my belief i think when you start looking into the Atlanta child murder, the son of Sam, even the Zodiac and all these in the hand of death cult, all these things there, there is a connection to these satanic type cults. And it, and they all are tied to drug trafficking, prostitution, organ harvesting, um, pedophilia rings, snuff films. Uh, it, it's all tied together and, and it reaches um, as high up can, as you can imagine and as low as you can imagine. And, and I think you deal with a lot of rituals to protect it. A lot of things keep things confusion, and I think they're all tied together. And, and you know, just adding to the the conversation in the show tonight, a lot of the cartels use ritual work when they're moving uh, people, when they're moving a lot of drugs. You know, that that's really popular. And I've seen it in corporate America. Matter of fact, me and you worked a private case, just us, and we've seen it in huge corporate America. We've seen the symbolism. We saw the signs in the city. You know, we we saw a city that had multiple signs throughout the city that just didn't go there. That yeah. was basically kind of a, uh, I don't know if it, I'd say warning, but if you knew about this stuff, it was basically a big wave at you. Like, hey, we're right here working and we're watching you as you're watching us. And this city's in Alabama. Um, and it's interesting because I've seen, after the fact, a lot of different corporate companies that have their hands tied into some type of symbolism, occult stuff. And is it the money part of it, or is it the power, or is it the thrill? What do you think that's truly driving this? Uh, I, it's an epidemic to me now throughout the United States, Sean. It's power and money that drives it. I think people, these rituals are phone calls, connections to these these entities that gives them things they want, earthly pleasures. And um, and, and I think that's what drives it. And you know, you know more about this subject than I do. Why don't they just pray? Like, why don't they just do like most Americans do? I mean, you know, why does it have to be to the extreme? Because Everything lately is to the extreme. Well, you know, the, the, the ones they're trying to reach, you know, long-distance phone calls ain't cheap. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and sometimes you have to go to extreme to contact certain e- entities and deities to do, that, do their bidding. Whether you believe it or not, they believe it. And thought creates. Their belief, it, it, it does that. And it has destroyed families. It's destroyed people. And it is literally almost an epidemic that, that's not being discussed and what goes on. <laughs> You and you know, like, like, yeah, and this goes on today. You know, a friend of mine, uh, Mark, sent me a photo of somebody that he that he follows that was in the Everglades looking for uh, pythons, whatever the snakes are, and he oh, yeah. just came upon a uh, came upon a satanic ritual 
Yes. I mean, th- th- these things happen more more times than not. Um, yeah, in the middle of the Everglades, um, it had the the pentagram, which they said was the upside-down crosses, the little baby dolls. And this guy is a famous, well-known, highly educated uh, snake guy. Yeah. Everglades. I follow him on Instagram now. He's got a great story. The pictures are unbelievable. Um, and it's going on deep in the Everglades. You know, if you were to call me up and say, hey, let's go hang out in the middle of this swamp in the Everglades, I'd be like, I'm going to pass on that. I'm not going to go. And and I'm talking about Sean. Have you seen the picture? Did he show you? Did he send you like three or four of them? Or just he did. One? He did. No, he sent me several. What? That's really. I mean, <laughs> there's only one fa- like road fairway to come in and out of it. But you know, it, you know, like the if you believe the hand of death cult, if you believe it, it's a place where serial killers, assassins, whatever they go there for training and it is located supposed to be located there in the Everglades well it's a satanic secret society I've flown over the Everglades a couple of times and I'm be honest with you man I was sweating going please let this plane get past this yeah I mean because it's so creepy looking at it you know it's not even inviting you know but could it be a magical power source you never know. I mean, I don't know what these people are thinking, you know. Um, and how far do you think this rabbit hole goes now? Do, do you think that it's still globally connected and the ones that kind of start talking kind of find themselves in problems? Oh, I think it's all over the world. This goes on all, all over the world. And I think, I mean... I think the ones that start talking like us and stuff, we get on watch boards, but I think you already kind of crossed that line and you know. And I think that, um, I think no matter how much we talk and how much we share this stuff, people still is not going to believe it. No, they're not. Uh, I get that all the time. And, you know, and that's okay. Me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know how it makes you feel. I'm completely fine with it. You don't have to believe us. You know, these are our stories and these are our researches, you know, that investigations. Um, I do think it's funny that a college and a TV, uh, you know, I guess group with uh, a couple of famous. What do, what do you want to call them, Sean? Famous people or people TV that have TV shows? It was TV psychics. Yeah, TV psychics uh, were terrified of it. I mean, they really, they really wanted no part of it, and they go, "Here you go, guys," and we go, "Yeah, we'll see you over there." Yeah, you know, it's business as usual. Now, did we have collateral damage with a lot of that? Yeah, kinda. D- do you believe that a lot of our, the stuff had some collateral damage to it with people? Oh yeah, absolutely, I do. What? You know, Why and I, you know, and you know, like we've talked about it. I know that we've we've come in contact with some of these people firsthand. We've talked about the story about the Jason's Deli. We've talked yeah. about the story where we was um tried. To, we went through Corpsewood Manor in the woods at night with the machete people. You know, we've come across these people numerous times and, and then had dealings with them, and um and, and I think that's just part of it. Um, I want I want to get your thoughts on something with all this. Do you think at the time when things are going on like that and you're, let's say people are 
let's say you're kind of dating people, right? Yeah. You think something sinister or something comes into your life because you're working these cases? I think you can get to a certain point. You can be sent somebody for that to happen. I for do. good or bad? For bad. It's always bad, though, isn't it? I mean, you know what? I, I can I, I can only tell you from my own experience, and I truly believe that maybe maybe it was sent to me because um, because of the work we was doing. Maybe it was sent to me to to have some some more type of verification of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, who's to say? But I mean, I believe it was definitely sent. See, I thought about that today working out, and I really thought about the show, and I thought about Wayne Williams and how I personally felt about it. Versus, you know, all the stories and shows and, and the half truths that you got, you know, that was court documented, and you know, hopefully that we could at least find some of the truths. And especially with this case, it keeps reopening and it keeps lingering around. You know, uh, I think if coronavirus didn't mess the entire country up this year, it would have come back out again this year. And you know. It could possibly come out in 2021, but I thought about relationships and where, you know, where I was at in a lot of these cases and put it all together. And, you know, it's kind of strange how everything kind of goes together. And people, if, if you really sit down and think about your life and where it's going and things that you've gone through, you know, it kind of is like a puzzle putting together or it is for me. I mean, does that make sense to you, Sean? Yeah, it does. I think it's like a puzzle. That makes sense. Definitely. And then, you know, what about the good of it? Like, what comes along that's like your good, uh, the, the good sign or the like you're on the right path, you know, or uh, validation of, uh, hey, you're going the right place now? Because, I mean, it does come with a price of collateral damage. And I've seen a lot of people that we've known come and go real fast. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know what, what, what good of it you actually get besides just the good you get is helping others and informing people and being able to search for the truth and be able to flip these stones and being able not to let these cases die out of memory. And I think that's, that's part of it. And I think that's a lot of us in this field that kind of cross that line and go these certain directions that that's what you end up doing. You might get classified sometime as kooky, a conspiracy theorist, or whatever you want to call, but that's what we do. And I think that at a lot of times, uh, come along with that, you don't really get the you don't get the rewards that you that 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 many people think that you you do. And it's okay, and you have to come to the point to accept that. And when you start accepting that, your work has more meaning. Do you think it's possible to do a like remote viewing of 1981 to put yourself in Atlanta that you would find something different or is that way out there? No, no, I think, I think you could. I think the key to it is, um, is doing the right, doing the date, uh, pinpointing certain individuals and doing that. I think you actually could. Did, uh, with this case also, the, the, the children that were murdered, was there any significant pattern or connection with any of these kids and, and adults, or was it very random? Well, some of the some of the kids was tied to the drug trade and um, and the trafficking and different stuffs, and then some of the kids was tied to that Uncle Tom going to his house, uh-huh. and so so yeah, there is ties and stuff to it. So yes, 
Well, you know, I just want you to know that we finally got part two of this show together and we didn't get cut off. No, we didn't. That's a good thing. Um, what's your future plans with the books? Have you, have you, you know, put any thought into it? I have. And, you know, this is, I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm actually really putting thought to it now. And what, what project can I really going to invest in this year and really get to working on? I mean, and, and, uh, and I, and I might get started on this. I'm not sure yet, but I'm in that. And I'm, and, you know, I want to work on the vampire book that we've talked yeah. about. And, um, and, and to be honest, that's probably the direction I'm leaning towards starting. And if, and, 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 you know, this is that preliminary week where I start to get ready to work. Yep. And I'm hoping after, I guess, the end of this month that, you know, I was going to sit down and talk with you here soon about what we talked about last night about, you know, taking every couple of weekends and just leaving and going to yeah. do a show live somewhere or uh, pick back up like we used to do. And yeah, and really, if we're going to go with the vampire tales or the story that you've got outlined, yeah, you know, we probably hit some of those places that you want to write about. So yeah, and I, I wish we could do that. I can tell you, there's there's numerous places I want us to go: the Mulga Hotel in Mobile, yeah. um, that that's haunted and actually got the tunnels to it. Um, that I've been there. I want to, you know, the the case that that we worked with. I've been there, but I want you to go back with the uh-huh. young lady that's in Mobile that's missing. You know, there's numerous stories. Like we can go down there and do do a radio show on two different things. So I would love to start traveling, doing these shows yeah. on location and different things like that. Yeah, and I'm pumped up for it. Uh, real quick, before we go, October 11th, 2020. Remember our cleanse movement of meditation, prayer, mindset. Uh, putting out uh, positive vibes, you know, uh, thought creates. And Sean, man, love you, brother. Glad we got to finish this off before they pick you up. Um, yes, sir. If uh, if you need something, we, we've got you. You know, it's going to take about 24 hours to wire transfer all that money, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, you know what? I'm in hiding, and as long as I stay hiding and stay on the move, I'm fine. That's what I like to hear, brother. Hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. Remember, these satellite phones, you got to charge them up, okay? Yes, sir. Bye. Good night, brother. Love you. Good night. Love you.